Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome to Thought Leadership Studio, where we explore strategies and tactics for positive, large-scale, creative influence. I'm your host, Chris McNeil. I'm a strategic thought leadership coach and consultant and a marketing consultant and developer of the thought process of strategic thought leadership. And this is podcast episode 31, Six Times for Organized Influence. What this episode will do for you is help you keep a sharper eye out for opportunities to build organized influence. To better understand what situations truly call for building a structure of positive persuasion. It'll help you gain deeper insight into the difference between the content and the structure of communication and help you know how to use the structure of language to have an impact on higher level thinking like belief systems. So in today's fast paced world, There's countless situations that call for organized influence. From introducing new products and services to promoting a commodity in a crowded marketplace where you're trying to find a way to make it stand out, to communicating a differing point of view or philosophy. And it can be difficult to know where to start or how to make the most impact. Or is this the right opportunity? So that's why I'm here to guide you through the process of building organized influence and recognizing those situations where it is extremely advantageous to bring to bear organized influence. We'll be discussing the different situations that call for it and sharing a proven model for organizing your communication. So whether you're a business leader, a marketer, or someone looking to make a real impact in your niche, your profession, your field, in the world. You won't want to miss a single episode of this podcast in general, or this one in particular. So let's get started and master the art of influence together. Now, before we dive more deeply, just a reminder about what this podcast is for. Thought Leadership Studio is a workshop in strategic positive influence. So you can consider this podcast an ongoing workshop to help you attain even more peak performance in your thought leadership. Think of the episodes as your library for self-training as a high-performing thought leader. So it's condensed learning. So keep in mind that with some of these topics, I spent years honing my approach with model building, testing, learning, and incorporating principles from breakthrough examples, as well as various other ways of innovating and optimizing. And my intention is to bring this learning down to a condensed form for your optimum empowerment. 
So I strongly recommend repeated listening as well as keeping in mind that multiple level learning can happen at least to some extent outside of conscious awareness. Having an impact on beliefs is actually a higher level of influence with accompanying higher positive impact than the typical conscious mind learning, like remembering a list of the right things to do. And through my training in things like design human engineering and neuro-linguistic programming, systems thinking, game theory, I'm using techniques like multiple level learning, embedded metaphorical loops, accelerated learning, both to give you an accelerated training process on this never-ending continuum of being better at strategic positive influence, and also to act as a model to follow in how I convey the skills to assist you consciously and unconsciously in putting these to work in your own communication. And before I dive into this further, I want to remind you that if you're listening on an app, check out the link in the episode description and that will take you to the episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com which has extra resources, a different perspective, that which fits better on a web page than on an audible podcast episode to fill out your learning in this area, as well as links to some free offers like the Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership which will help you utilize the building blocks of strategic thought leadership in your own persuasion and marketing or leadership. And also a link to get a free 30-minute brainstorming or discovery session with me in which we can address your thought leadership specifically. Thought Leadership Studio. Organized influence is about intentionally structuring communication so that it moves people to your point of view as effectively as possible, while of course also being ethical and in service of their values. Without an attention to a structure of influence, communication can be eloquent but still fall short of its intended impact, whether that's building a following around a new idea or codified set of ideas, dominating a market segment, making a large sale or a stream of large sales, or having measurable impact with positive social change. Uh, For example, when introducing a new invention to the market, it's important to teach the audience about the benefits and features And it's especially true if the product or service is disruptive to the current market. So without an organized approach to influence, you could be vulnerable to counter-arguments that defend the old way of thinking of the products or services you're disrupting or the outdated benefits of what you're disrupting. Another situation where organized influence is necessary is when you're promoting a commodity product or service and you need to differentiate yourself through the communication. And if you have a point of view or philosophy that's different from mainstream thinking, 
you're going to need to organize your influence in order to build an audience for your new ideas. And organizing influence builds on the ability to separate the structure of communication from its content. It comes from planning especially large-scale influence in advance, like in a strategic marketing or PR campaign. And you can consider the structured part of communication like a backstory. I did a whole podcast on the power of the backstory, in fact, and I recommend it if you haven't listened to it and absorbed its message already. It's linked on the podcast episode page on thoughtleadershipstudio.com. So be sure to follow the link from the episode description if you're listening on an app. And since organized influence is such an all-encompassing topic, I'm also listing on the episode page some relevant blog posts and prior podcast episodes that this builds on. Um, But for those who are new at the podcast, let me give you a brief summary of each. The one I just mentioned the power of a backstory is that it's your backstory is a story behind the story that makes it all work. Your message should have an invisible structure on which the content of the story is hung, like how flesh and muscles are hung on a skeleton. Similar to how we don't see the skeleton in a person unless we're using an x-ray machine, It may not be visible to the casual observer, reader, or content consumer consciously, but they feel it. Without our skeletons, we'd be shapeless masses of skin and muscles sprawled across the floor like blobs of jelly. The constant jokes from our friends about having no backbone would quickly get old. Formerly easy task, like lifting a leg over an old gleaming Harley ahead of kick-starting it to life and feeling the vibrations like a paint shaker to the sound of potato, potato, and smell of burnt oil. It'd be extremely difficult. We'd slide off the seat, probably even into a gutter if the street is slick, and then the rats would, and I'll leave the rest of that analogy alone. So we need those bones, we need the skeleton, and it's similar with our communication, our thought leadership packaged as it usually is, as a leadership persuasion, sales or marketing story. It needs the structure of a backstory similarly, holding things together to have not only conscious, but also subconscious impact. The second prior content piece that I reference is the nine building blocks of a thought leadership model. Building a robust thought leadership models like a construction project. The structure needs to be complete, and this includes the parts that aren't visible in the end product. So it's like a construction project. Imagine a general contractor building a luxury house on a narrow peninsula on his initial visit to the lot. Against orange and red dappled sunset framing green marsh, he feels the softness of the ground under his boots. He notes he'll have to drive the pilings deep to ensure the building doesn't sink or till. In a flurry of activity, with a sense of wet paint and sawdust, he conducts an orchestra of hammering nails, pounding pillars, and swishing paintbrushes. Every aspect, inside and out, has to be properly attended to. So it is with building an effective thought leadership campaign. And this especially relates to the concept of organized influence is here's a method of organizing it. Um, 
So there's nine components that are the building blocks of strategic thought leadership and the building blocks of the backstory that makes for organized influence. And I'll go through them quickly. And of course, the link is in this, the notes for the episode. So you can dive more deeply into that to fill out your own personal model to be more complete in whatever you're doing for large scale influence. So here's nine components. Number one, awareness of high level audience thinking. Your target segments, related values, their beliefs, their sense of purpose, their identity, and how it relates to your philosophy or your core mission or your product or service. Number two, knowledge of the competitive landscape. Other ideas in market service positions that you compete with in the mind of your audience for their attention and for their buy-in. Number three, the audience baseline position, their current thinking that you're leading them from, the counter to your thought leadership position, which is number four, a well-formulated thought leadership position as a destination to lead an audience to. And there are some rules to making a well-formed thought leadership position and a well-formed audience baseline position that together compose this bridge between the two. And that's number five. They define the starting and the endpoints of a clear thought leadership path that you lead people along. How do you lead them along? That's number six, a set of supporting talking points, AKA support points that are formulated. And there's a lot of linguistic patterns that we use in my consulting and in my coaching and in the work my company does in marketing consulting so that we have impact on that higher level thinking that we mentioned in number one. And they can form the basis of say a position paper, which is number seven. A position paper summarizes, this is an internal document, but it summarizes the thought leadership path. The thinking of your audience you're leading them from, the new thinking you're leading them to, along with those support points, those talking points that undermine the old thinking and support the new thinking. So it gets them propelling along the path and it also does things like simplify the strategic side of a PR campaign, a marketing campaign, a campaign for social change and it makes the creation of content whether you're writing it yourself if you even if you get ai assistance for your writing it tells you what to tell the ai to write it makes connections that aren't made yet so that comes from your human creativity and all this comes together in number eight an external thought leadership manifesto as the centerpiece of your position, utilizing these support points as persuasive arguments in a public manner. It could be a book, it can be a website, it can be a blog, it can be a podcast. And number nine, a PR content or marketing campaign that engages an audience to lead along the thought leadership path using both this manifesto as the sun at the center of the solar system of all the other supporting media, whether that's press releases, blog posts, social media posts, all the tools we use. So this is the thought leadership model that brings a campaign fully to life. That's organized 
influence. So the third piece that I reference on the podcast episode page that is really relevant and foundational to building organized influence is called How to Organize Your Ideas for Impact. Overcome common misconceptions about thought leadership and create a powerful model using the structure of language. And what that does for you is helps understand and overcome common misconceptions about thought leadership, which you could also call large-scale organized influence. To know the difference between just conveying an idea and implementing a fully formed thought leadership model, which is one way to organize influence, to better understand how to organize ideas into coherent models of influence, have greater clarity about what makes a message create impact, and to gain more confidence and effectiveness in your ability to persuade. And in there, I talk about one of the misconceptions about thought leadership. And it, it was a piece, it, its message was, thought leadership is about being seen as an expert in your field. And supporting that was, here's the types of content you need to create as thought leadership content. Okay, relevant, but it left it at that. And that's dangerously incomplete. It's like giving your audience empty boxes for Christmas. You might have nice wrapping and pretty bows on them, but the boxes are empty. And as people open the boxes, they find out there's nothing there. And as someone pointed out on LinkedIn, well, that could be great if your audience is cats. So from a distance, it looks like a nice set of presents, but your prospects don't sign up from a distance. They only sign up or purchase your product once they come close if you're in sales. Similarly, for changing someone's mind to persuade them to adopt a philosophy that might be about positive social change, for instance, or coming out on your side of an issue they're on the fence about. But having nicely wrapped empty boxes isn't going to help you persuade anyone or sell anything. So when your concept of thought leadership organized influence only includes being seen as an expert and having the right kinds of media, you're in danger of empty box syndrome. The fourth foundational resource piece for organized influence that I link to is called Four Methods of Multiple Level Communication. Increase your positive influence by adding depth and power to your communication. And what that episode does for you is helps you add depth and power to your communication, helps you increase your positive influence. If you're in sales or marketing, make more sales. Help your clients or audiences changes stick long-term if you're advocating for some type of positive change in thinking patterns or behavior for your audience. And help you get more impact and deeper engagement from your content. And I'll give an example of a particular client who came to me because the changes that he was recommending in his consulting weren't sticking and he realized that he was only changing on a level of conscious understanding, not deeply embedded beliefs. 
so those clients would snap back to their old habits like they're tethered to a bungee cord after we quit working with them. So we worked on creating deeper influence by working on different levels of communication that impacted his clients on the level of beliefs. By using the structure of language, leading clients new beliefs, he found he's getting more aha moments, helping them not only embrace principles and practices, but expand their worldview to a completely new perspective. To learn to have eyes to see a fundamental new way of looking at their businesses, and he found the changes started sticking. So I'm referencing these four foundational pieces of related content because of the depth and breadth of tackling organized influence. And in summary, organized influence is about having a plan for how to shape the way your audience thinks and behaves, including how to present your ideas, use language patterns, and preemptively overcome potential objections, not just respond to them. It's not just about articulating your message rationally, but also about using language that has a subconscious impact and persuades on an emotional level. As great persuaders realize that you're really selling on at least two levels continuously, people make decisions predicated on emotions. They do things that they expect will help them feel a certain way. They buy a car for the feeling it gives them. Yes, they have to back up these emotional decisions rationally. So you have to articulate rationally, but also persuade on a level of feelings and also, especially with campaigns of things like thought leadership, large-scale PR marketing campaigns that are designed to lead people to a particular perspective that is favorable to what you're presenting. Teach people what to expect from a widget and be the only widget that delivers those things. And strong leadership includes being thorough in building support for your communication, taking a systems view of communication to reveal its magnetic attraction and its high impact. So what situations benefit? Where do you want to use an organized model of influence? Here's six situations. Number one, introducing a new product or service to the marketplace. Number two, promoting a commodity product or service. Number three, communicating a differing point of view or philosophy. Number four, motivating a team. Number five, in sales. And number six, in science and research. So for number one, introducing a new product or service to the marketplace. When you're introducing an innovation, it's important to educate the audience about not only the features and benefits of the product or service and how it's different from the competition, but what that means to them in terms of how to extract the maximum benefits from it. Obviously, an organized model of influence can help create a clear message 
that effectively communicates the value of the product or service. But it's especially important when getting the most out of an innovation means breaking old thinking habits. Consider the first synthesizer guitars and how they enabled emulating many different instruments in part by enabling guitars to interface with computer music composition programs. This enabled the guitarist to expand their ability to compose for different instruments through what's called a MIDI interface. It is a different span of thinking, a different range of thinking about the instrument. So promoting this means not just educating about the benefits, but encouraging a shift in thinking about the role of the guitar in this case. Number two is in promoting a commodity product or service. So when promoting a commodity product or service, it can be difficult to stand out from the competition. An organized model of influence can be used to differentiate this product or service through adding value through differing communication or differing relationship building that sets the organization apart. For example, in the leadership brain scan interview process we use with new clients, we unpack potential thought leadership with questions based on service and communication like how can we package and codify your proprietary service program for customers? How can we package and codify your proprietary buying experience? How can we package and codify your special relationship with customers is different from any other companies in your segment? The third key time for organized influence is when you're communicating a differing point of view or philosophy. So if a leader or an organization has a point of view or philosophy that differs from the dominant paradigm. An organized model of influence can be used to build an audience and promote the alternative perspective. In the recent episode called How to Pick and Win Your Battles of Ideas, we discussed how sometimes high impact opportunities for thought leadership also come with high friction in the form of organized opposition that might be stakeholders in the old way of thinking or different benefits of disrupted products or services. If you've got such a battle on your hands, the need for thoroughly organizing your influence so you have an ultra clear path to clearly beneficial new thinking that's well supported by perfectly engineered persuasive talking points is obviously extremely important. Number four, organized influence is extremely important when motivating a team. Whether in sports or business, motivating a team requires bringing team members to a shared understanding of the mission and vision and getting them engaged and invested in the success of the organization. An organized model of influence can be used to achieve this goal. A high-performing team is an aligned team who might differ in their opinion about how to get things done, but they're together 
in higher level thinking like values and beliefs. Organized influence is helpful for communicating on these higher levels to bring about a unified mission and shared values and beliefs. Number five, sales and marketing. An organized model of influence, like a thought leadership position, can be used in sales and marketing to create or lead and dominate market niches. Using organized influence in the sales and marketing context this way can include resonating with higher values discovered in market listening, like the research we do using language patterns from public natural conversations online that competing products and services completely miss. Anticipating and preemptively overcoming potential objections in a way they don't even come up. Creating a thought leadership position that compels an audience to revere the unique attributes that only your product or service or your client's product or service has. And building an audience around empowering communication that leads them to get more value out of what you sell. And finally, we come to number six in our six times for organized influence in science and research. When trying to communicate a new scientific discovery to both the professional audience and the public at large, an organized model of influence can be used to highlight the importance of the discovery and position it within the field. Scientists can effectively communicate to persuade an audience about the importance of new findings by using a structured approach to this influence. This includes understanding the audience's current baseline thinking and their values, having a clear and compelling message that positions the new findings in a way that's relevant to them, and using persuasive language that appeals both rationally and emotionally. A thought leadership model can be an effective tool to help scientists organize their message and communicate it effectively. This includes identifying the audience's baseline position, creating a clear thought leadership position and path that positions the new findings as important and valuable, and providing supporting evidence and arguments that undermine the old thinking and support the new findings. Additionally, creating a backstory, a narrative that surrounds the new findings, and, and this extends to making the best use of visual aids to make the new information more accessible and various communication channels that reach a wider audience. Scientists can also use such a model to make the best use of their networks, to empower them, to help disseminate the information, including empowering media and public communication to people in the roles with the general public. Thought Leadership Studio. So to summarize, the front story is supported by the back story. Communicating effectively is like running a successful restaurant. The content of your communication 
what you're consciously leading people to, whether that's a purchase or embracing your philosophy or point of view, is like the dishes on the menu. It's what your audience will be drawn to and highlighted by the conscious level, rational presentation, taking the role of the front of the house staff in a restaurant. And just like a menu and presentation of it that's designed to appeal to the target audience, your message should be crafted, of course, to resonate with the values of that audience. But just like the back of the house staff of a restaurant, the managers, the chefs, the cooks, in the well-run kitchen, it's the well-structured backstory that's provided an organized influence that will ensure that your message has the intended subconscious impact. The front of the house and the back of the house staff are both essential to the success of a restaurant. And similarly, both the content of your communication and the structure of your language and how you package it all together in a campaign are successful to the success of your message being absorbed and internalized by your audience. So I'm your host of Thought Leadership Studio Podcast, Chris McNeil. This has been episode 31, Six Times for Organized Influence. I hope this has been empowering for your communication. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. If you haven't given a rating, please give a rating. All this helps the podcast expand our reach and have an impact positively on more people. It's greatly appreciated. If you're listening on an app, definitely click on the episode page, which is linked to in the episode description. It has links to all the resources referenced in the podcast and includes the free marketer's guide to strategic thought leadership, which will help you with the building blocks of your own positive influence and leadership. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thought Leadership Studio.